A big warm welcome to the newest member of the church, Brianna McCombs. Sorry to forget that before. Give her a clap. Such a joy to her family. We're in a season of focusing on the subject of praise, and I've been really enjoying flying this holding, holding pattern. You know, just focusing on one subject for some time. Have you? Have you been finding it? Family camp was really good, and just wanted to quickly say a big special thanks to to Cherie. You know, what would we do without her? And also, you can keep clapping, also for Jamie Miller and Caroline Miller. They all worked together to make a lot happen. If you could not be there to get those messages, they are on the podcast. So whatever platform you use, search Peace Christian Church. Uh, we heard from Philip, who became our PT, our personal trainer in praise, got us moving and clapping. And Krista shared also on how God took her through seasons of really finding the depths of what it means to praise. And Uncle John also on how praise makes room for God to move and we should praise in hard situations, not just in them, but for them. And thanksgiving after prayer was a key to breakthrough too. So for you, I encourage you all, take time if you were there to listen to them and if you weren't there, have a listen, you'll be blessed. When my parents were divisional leaders uh, uh, of a denomination in part of New South Wales, we often had to travel with them to different church meetings. There's a whole heap of churches that were under their care and us kids would get in the car and each week we'd be a different town, a different church, different friends. They were pretty spread out, so it meant hours of travel and I vividly remember this one visit to a town because during the meeting my parents sang a solo together. And it wasn't that they were bad singers. They were good singers. But it was that they didn't do that when they visited churches. So there was something different happening. And embarrassingly for me now, in the car on the way home, I remember us kids in the back of the car mimicking our parents in the song and mocking them. And I'd, I'm embarrassed to even think that I would do that. But at the time, us kids... We didn't have any context, didn't know what was going on, and they didn't take the time to explain it. But it turns out there was something important for that fellowship that Sunday. And recently I was talking to mum and she said, oh, do you know what happened? I said, no, you know, let me know. When they turned up, they said, we wanted to sing a song. We wanted the team there to perform this, this song for some reason. But when we said, would you perform it, they pushed back and they said no. So here they are, the leaders, turning up and saying, well, uh, worship team today, this is the song we want to do for this part. And the worship team said, oh, no, we can't do that. We won't, we won't do that. So rather than being a get-it-done team, they pushed back. So my parents said, well, we'll sing it. We'll sing it. So then it dawned on me, wow, that makes a lot of sense now why you got up, you were breaking something or standing against something or, or doing something in the spirit of that place that needs to be done. That's why they got up and sang. And it got me thinking that with all this pressing into praise, take a moment now, is there any area of your life where you've hit a no-fly zone? 
Is there some, some kind of wall that's come up where you understand that you can praise about those things, but you know, perhaps is there a part where it's a bit difficult to praise or you're downright shaking your head, thinking, no, that's not for me, instead of lifting your head. We were encouraged last week to praise God for the difficult situations and I just want to kind of press into that a little bit today because we as people can have a tendency sometimes to short circuit when it applies to us. So when someone says praise for that, sorry Josh, sometimes we have a little lawyer pop up on our shoulder defending why it doesn't work for us but allowing it for someone else. And potentially, we miss the breakthrough. Because if where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, then it means in every area of your life, there is going to be freedom. Charles Spurgeon is quoted of saying, I have learned to kiss the wave that throws me against the rock of ages. How profound. I've learned to kiss the wave that throws me against the rock of ages. And in this lies the challenge, which is why sometimes it's called a sacrifice of praise. Because the very things that we need to praise him for and through is the things that he's doing for us at times. He's very real and very near in those things. And it matters because praise is actually faith. And what's faith? Faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see. So when something happens, either good or bad, you find a place to stand and you open your mouth and you declare who God is. In the midst of a storm or in the midst of goodness, praise is faith. And because praise is faith, we're not talking about just singing songs on a Sunday. We're talking about how we live out there, that our life would be a living sacrifice. It's not resigning. It's not just singing happily and hoping for the best. It's not ignoring situations that come up but it's taking the Lord's presence into those situations and it brings change. It's about our lives finding high praise as we live each day. Your thanksgiving, your rejoicing, being glad, being joyful is powerful. Anyways, let's look at some scriptures today. We're going to look at two earthquakes. Acts 4, 23. Peter and John had just healed this lame beggar. And you would know that from the Sunday school song, it's, he said, silver or gold, I have none. But what I have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ, walk. And there was such a hullabaloo after they did that. They basically said, well, Peter and John, we ban you from speaking in this name anymore. So when they were released, it says in verse 23, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted their voice together to God and said, look at this prayer. This is a bold prayer. 
We were talking before about bold prayers. Here's an example. Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, why did the Gentiles rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord, against these anointed. For truly in this city, there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal. And signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken. And they all were filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. There are times when for us the call is for a bold prayer, a strong prayer. So what I'm trying to balance out here is we have to praise, we have to find high praise, but there are times when we have to pray a strong prayer. And that's faith. And praise is faith. And the ground shook. And notice how in this it mentions how both Herod and Pilate were in the will of God. And often in our life there is stuff that we see out there that we don't agree with, that might be hard to praise when we see it, but what if God's using that stuff for his glory? We're just too close to see what he's doing. And just like us silly kids in the back of that car, we had no idea of what actually took place because we're just kids. And sometimes for us, we're like the kids. And what he calls for is a childlike faith. So the things in our culture, the things that right now we struggle with, you watch. You see what he does. That's why we can praise. Because he's in control. And while the nations rage and this and that happens, he's on the throne. Bold prayers with your praise and thanksgiving. So another earthquake. Acts 16, 25 to 26, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns at midnight and the prisoners were listening into them. I would like to know what hymns they were singing. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. So the foundations of the prison were shaken. The foundations, wow. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bonds were unfastened. I didn't read what happened before that, but these guys had just had a very big day. You think you've had a big day? Tavis, you have a big day on the tools? Others have a big day in the office? These guys were beaten. The city was stirred up after they healed someone. Oh, they commanded the spirit to come out of that slave girl. And then all hell broke loose. So they're beaten, they're dragged into prison, and then they stay up after midnight praying and singing. There's a challenge for us. What were you doing at midnight last night? Don't say. 
Getting a good night's sleep before church. Good. Wonderful. Praying and singing. In prison. Serving the Lord. The fact is, they weren't in the prison. They were somewhere else. They were in the Lord. And they're up late enjoying him. And what I find challenging about this is for some of us at times, these guys were in the prison physically, but they weren't in the prison. But for some of us, we're not in a prison, but emotionally and maybe spiritually, we could be in a prison. Or we could be like the lame man who, who lays down at the gate called Beautiful, waiting for someone to give us some money to heal when it's the Lord who will heal. So do you get that? These guys are physically in the prison, but they're not in the prison. But sometimes for us, we can be in a prison when we're not actually in prison. Some of us act like we're in prison, if you know what I mean. But as I said before, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. An interesting thing enough, interesting point is that when they, when the shackles came off their hands and feet, it came off all the other prisoners too. And the prisoners were listening in. And there are people out there that are listening to you and me. And I think we have to ask ourselves that what are they hearing? Do they hear the sounds of someone in prison? Or do they hear the sounds of someone who's in the freedom of the Lord? Because when you get a breakthrough and they're listening in, what if their shackles come off too? Do they hear the moaning and complaining? Or do they see someone who's not swayed by wind or wave? Or even when it's just good, when life's good, whatever the place, their breakthrough was everyone's breakthrough. Wow. Two earthquakes, one with praising, one with bold prayers. I want to move on now to Isaiah 61, which is really the heart of where I'd like to get to today. Verses 1 to 3. Isaiah prophesied these words, and you know that when Jesus started his ministry, he got up and he, he found this in the scroll and he declared it, read it, and he said, it is fulfilled in your hearing. And these are his words. These are all about him. He declared them and fulfilled them. But these are your words. Everything in this is for you. And it's not only for you to experience, but it's for you to then minister out of to others. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. Remember the prisoners, Paul and Silas? Liberty. 
and the opening of prison to those who were bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faith spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. The oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit. The Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news, the gospel. The gospel has come to us. The gospel means liberty to us. We're in the year of the Lord's favour. And for you, he's taken what you had and he's given you something instead. Gladness instead of mourning. The garment of praise instead of a faint spirit. There is so much in those two things that's yours right now in abundance. All of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit. You see, gladness and praise are not just something we put on in times of worship. I used to think, put on the garment of praise, I've got to sing on a Sunday. But it's what you've been given, whether you see it or not. It's there. And the challenge for us lies in whether we stick to the morning or the heaviness, or if we put on the garment of praise. Now, it's not a perfect garment of praise, but it's glad and it's happy. But often in life, even though he says the oil of gladness is ours and the garment of praise is ours, we want this. Or maybe we want it sometimes. Or maybe there are a few offences or, before I said no fly zones, some areas where I can't praise him for that. We're clinging to the heaviness, which is not our lot. It's not what he has given you abundantly. So when we get dressed each day, and you put on your clothes, what are you putting on spiritually? What's your fallback position? What's the idle state? After these messages and focusing, is it praise? Or is it praise sometimes? Or are some of you... And me, got a few areas where we're dragging around this black heaviness. Because he didn't put it on us. We're picking it up each day. Offense, pain, struggles maybe sickness, maybe haven't seen the breakthrough that you were hoping for, disappointments, blaming God. 
whatever it may be. Could even be self-righteousness. Striving, trying to do it all in your own strength and works. It's not your what. It's not your place. They're not your clothes. Isaiah 61 goes on, verse 10 and 11. These are where we're getting today. The first part of 61 is Jesus speaking from the first person. And this last bit is Isaiah speaking. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall exult in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself like a priest with a beautiful headdress, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels, for as the earth brings forth its sprouts, and as a garden causes what is sown to sprout up, so the Lord will cause righteousness and praise to sprout up before all the nations. He has clothed you. With this wedding coming up, you know, it's a chance for us all to get out our best gear, or the best gear that fits. But some of us have fine taste in suits and dresses and clothes and brands and Ever since the garden, we've been trying to dress ourselves with something. But there is not a cloth, there is not a brand, there is nothing in this life that compares with the glory of the righteousness that he has clothed you with. So why do we cling to this stuff? And that's why we sing. That's why we praise that's why we get happy on a Sunday. That's why we're glad during the week. It's because he has clothed us with himself. He has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. There is, it's a glorious, wonderful, I don't have words, we don't have anything to compare it with, but it's what you have if you're in him. If you're in him, he's clothed you with himself. It talks about how the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to sprout up before all the nations. Remember Jesus' words when he said, the angels in heaven rejoice when one sinner repents? All over the globe, heaven is rejoicing. You might not have any current difficult situations to praise over, but what about some old ones? What about some old memories or old offences that still may be clinging to you? It's possible that maybe you're mostly free, but maybe there's a little shackle down there. You can take those things to him. Past pains, thank God for them. Because you don't know how much maybe you needed them to cling to him.
I wonder if the worship team would return and we're going to sing and The place I really wanted to encourage you to get to today is to start thinking about how he's clothed you. The salvation, the righteousness. And start carrying that into your praise and thanksgiving. When you go home and during the week, would you take time on how he has clothed you? Meditate on him. Ephesians 2, 4 to 10. The guys don't have this one yet, but, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love which he has loved us, even when we were dead. You know, our righteousness, our striving, our works is like this heaviness or filthy rags. But he's made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. When Paul and Silas were in that prison, they weren't seated in that prison. They knew where they were. It was more real to them than what they're experiencing. And it can be more real for you too because it's where you are if you're in Him. So that in the coming ages He might show the immeasurable riches of His grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not the result of works, so that no one may boast. Paul won't boast. Noah won't boast. Abraham won't boast. Because all of us together are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. The Lord Jesus has prepared works for each one of you to do. He wants you to walk in them. And where His Spirit is, there's freedom. So if there is a part of your life where you don't feel free, look to Him. We can look to Him with unveiled face, the Scripture says, and behold His glory which then transforms us into His glory. And it says, approach the throne of God with confidence, the throne of grace. I think the heart of today is that if you are clinging to something you shouldn't cling to, I encourage you to let go of it. I encourage you to look to the Lord. 
I encourage you to step out and do something different as we sing. Why not come forward? Why not stand at the front? I encourage you that during the week you meditate on the salvation and the clothes that He has given you. It doesn't compare to anything else. Because I tell you what, when you see those clothes, when you see His glory, you'll sing. Your life will sing. Because you've seen the true and holy one. And He's at work. There's someone here that for some time sarcasm has been a mask and you're holding things against God and he wants you to let them go. There's someone else here that is not accepting where the Lord has them and it's a real challenge for you to let go. But I believe his word for you is to accept your lot and say, it has fallen to me in pleasant places. Turn your mourning into dancing. I believe there's someone else that's holding on to something they don't need to. And like the rich young ruler of the Lord says, one thing you lack. You know what that is and you need to let it go. As we sing, enjoy the Lord. Lord God, I thank you so much. And may our eyes and heart behold the glorious riches of your grace. That grace and mercy which is new every day, it's new every second. And the goodness of our Father God that accepts us, that has adopted us into the family, that sees us as he sees Jesus. Lord God, we truly have won the lottery, so to speak. But lottery is crude, Lord. It's so much greater. The rich is so much richer. The life in you, greater. And I would ask this day for anyone that's struggling, that they would know the oil of gladness. Right now, Lord, pour it out upon you, people that they would know the garment of praise and not the faint spirit. Lord, may that faint spirit depart from every person in Jesus' name, that we would have the fullness of what you have given, we'd walk in it. What marvelous things you have done, what holy things you have done, you are awesome. Be blessed. Would you take time in this final song